What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Burry here. In this episode, we are going to talk about how to build out your personal brand. You've got something you want to share. You have some type of area you're an expertise at, and you would love to be uh, for that to be the path you make money in. We'll talk about a little bit on how to build out your personal brand in this episode today. Our guest who joins us today, he is an Amazon expert and master at strategy, marketing, and brand development. His online brands have grossed over $10 million in just four and a half years. Our guest who joins us today is none other than Joshua Crisp. Joshua, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. Pleasure to be here, brother. Joshua, it is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And so many people want to build out personal brands, this desire to work from home, work with a lot more flexibility. It's very desirable. And the way a lot of people do that is through a personal brand. So I'm wondering if you could just walk us through your journey with your personal brands and how you were able to build it up to where it is today. Yeah, absolutely. So the whole personal brand kind of started um, by accident, right? I was actually in Fast uh, Rewind 2015. I was selling on Amazon. We had a warehouse, tons of employees. We were scaling that business. Everything was going well. And I said, you know what, I think it'd be cool to document the journey and just kind of give back to the community if anybody wanted to listen to this stuff, right? At that time, I didn't really have a mission or a statement or a goal. And just through creating, the, and I started on Instagram, right? And then after Instagram, YouTube, just by creating the account and just documenting my story and the struggles and the wins and, you know, giving little gems and going live and interacting with the audience, it grew very, very quickly, um, so I never had any experience in personal branding or entrepreneurship outside of my Amazon business. So it's been a long journey, but that grew very, very rapid. So I can just tell you guys right off the gate, if you want to grow a brand, um, transparency is the fastest way to grow a brand and to have true raving fans, people that um, can relate to you, that see behind the scenes, that see the uh, ugly, right? Not just the good. So that's pretty much what I did unknowingly, and it worked really well for me. And for any brand, transparency is vital because you just want people to, like you want everyone to be on the same page. And it is one of those core foundational things to have down early and that will help you to continue to grow the brand. Now, with the personal brands, there's a lot of different strategy involved. Some people, they get there through blogging, they get there through YouTube, they get there through podcasting. Joshua, I know you got there a lot through Amazon and I'm wondering how you're able to stay focused on that rather than getting distracted by some of these other options available. Yeah, it's definitely easy to get distracted as an entrepreneur. You know, a lot of us have, are the creative type. So um, we chase shiny object syndrome and we want to do all this other stuff. And like me, I'm a hyper creative. So I constantly want to create new things, do new, uh, new marketing strategies, test new things. So I think in reference to staying um, on tab and staying on focus, what really helped me throughout the years is just being very specific with what it is that I want to accomplish, being real specific in order, uh, in reference to creating lists, creating systems, um, hiring the appropriate team members. You know, I always say in order to be prolific, you have to become specific. So one of the things that I struggled with for years, right, I didn't just start off the gate like this. Um, I did a lot of, I made a lot of mistakes by trying to focus on too many things. And the easy like visual perspective that I can give you guys is if you look at your time, your energy, your resources as a pie graph, and there's a hundred percent on that pie graph. Well, if you go and do four things, now what's happening? 
that's getting divided into 25%. So a lot of us want monumental success and results in our business. So the easiest way to visualize that is if you put 100% into your business, you'll get 100% out. But if you're doing all these other things like crypto and all this other stuff, instead of focusing on the one main thing, and crypto may be your one main focus, but if you're doing these other things, what's happening is you're giving 25% of the effort. So I was all over the place, man. I was trying to do all types of stuff, drop shipping and SEO and uh, rank blog sites and all this different stuff. And when I really focused in on the one thing that I was trying to achieve in my business, that's when we really got momentum. Yeah. And it's really hard for some people to slow down like that because they see all these different opportunities and uh, especially creatives. Creatives just love to create content and sometimes they take on more than they can chew. But one of the things that's really helped me, similar to what Joshua is saying, consolidating. So rather than feeling like you got to come out with a whole new project and you got to maintain it like, you know, forever and you just keep adding, 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 it's more about focusing on what you already have and recognizing what works, recognizing what brings you joy, and then being able to focus on a few things and do them really well instead of adding too many things to your pie graph and then being left completely overwhelmed and wondering why you haven't made progress the whole year. Because usually if that happens, it's because you got too much on your pie. Absolutely. I couldn't say it better myself. So when you did figure out like you were going to focus on a few different areas, like how did you identify those? Because sometimes people early on, they think, you know, this thing's going to be their big thing, but then it doesn't quite pan out. So how did you uh, decide what were going to be the few things you focused on the most? And were you early on, like, I'm going to strictly focus on this because you mentioned a few things like drop shipping SEO, but was there ever a moment where like, I am doing SEO only. And then you realized that was a bad mistake. Like, how did you get to where the pie is now? Yeah, for sure. So it's crazy because it's been the common theme over the last few years, right? Like we have several companies. We have, um, of course, our online Amazon business, which is our e-commerce business. We have our software and service business, which is AMZ Hunter. And we have a few other businesses like real estate. And the common denominator between all of those growing um, is focusing on that one thing. So to refer to your question, how do you identify that one thing that you should focus on or what should you get tunnel vision or laser focus on? And it's very simple, right? You start by asking yourself this question, what is the highest and best use of your time? So everybody has different skill sets. Everybody has different um, things that they are good at, things that they can do for their company or their business um, that can help drive revenue, right? So I'm always asking myself, like, what can I do for the company to get the most amount of leads or the most amount of revenue? Or what is my best place in my business? So everybody's first goal when they're growing and scaling a business should be to fire yourself from all the tasks, right? And work on your business instead of in your business, right? And a lot of us entrepreneurs, when we're starting out, we work in our business, meaning we're doing copy, we're handling emails, we're doing customer support, we're doing marketing, we're building funnels, we're doing product research, we're reaching out to suppliers, whatever business that you're in, there's multiple tasks that you're doing. So I relate to a lot of these, or I call a lot of these MWA activities, which are minimum wage activities. A lot of people think that they have to be a eight figure business or a nine figure business in order to have help or to hire help. 
And with economical and efficient options like virtual assistants and contractors through places like onlinejobs.ph, Upwork, Fiverr, and all these different sites, now what happens is we can go ahead and start to fire ourselves and remove ourselves from these repetitive, redundant, um, high time uh, sensitive projects and start to outsource them so we can focus on the main thing. Like for me in my business, um, in reference to the marketing, the digital marketing, the strategy, that's where my time is best placed, right? Versus uh, copywriting and, um, you know, PR and stuff that I hate doing, right? So I outsource all of that. So a model that I recommend a lot of people follow is basically simple, right? It's um, delegate, right? Delegate so that you can automate. And once you automate, then you don't participate. And that's how you fire yourself and you work on your business instead of in your business. So identify to recap, identify what you're the best at, identify what's going to be that income producing thing that you specialize in that can really help propel your business, right? And you gotta look at the 80-20 rule, right? 20% of the efforts in your business are gonna generate 80% of the revenue. Perfect example, in our education business and our online uh, learning business, right? 20% off the month, I'm speaking, doing presentations and VSLs and webinars and all these other things. And that generates about 80% of the revenue. Well, in my Amazon business, 20% of the time, uh, you know, 20% of the, um, the work is going into the product research, but that's 80% of the revenue once we find the product. So you have to uh, understand that, you know, if you look at a door, a door is about six to eight foot tall, but the hinge is about three inches. So these small little hinges, these small little levers, small little buttons that you can push are going to get you great uh, results, right? And Joshua brings up so many great points. At the beginning, you have to work in your business. It's just naturally because you have to have the sufficient income that's generated from your business. Like you don't want to be <clears throat> using your salary income to fuel outsourcing and stuff when you don't have a proven model. So at the beginning you work in your business, but eventually you get an idea of where is your time best spent and then you delegate the other stuff gradually, Upwork and Fiverr, both really great options for delegating some of the work you have to do. Joshua also mentioned real estate. I think it's really important for people to invest. So I'm more of a stock market type of guy than real estate, but it is important to be investing the extra money because there are people who make six figures from their businesses and they spend more than that on their expenses. So it's important to think about where your money is going. That's just as important as making the actual money. But from a uh, personal brand standpoint, you do find a lot of people who get stuck and they feel like they're not making enough income. What advice would you give to that person to get them on the right track? Yeah, absolutely. So I can tell you right off the bat in reference to investing, even it's very important to diversify, right? When I was starting out, like my main goal was um, achieving what I call the freedom formula, right? So the freedom formula basically is if you have a nine to five or, you know, you have a part-time job or whatever it is, or you're in student loan debt and you're going to school, whatever it is, is to create a business, right? Take the proceeds from the business and invest it in something passive that's going to predictably um, give you a return to cover all of your living expenses. For instance, I had my Amazon business. I took all the money from my Amazon business outside of reinvesting and um, growing the business and running the business and I put the profits into real estate. And the freedom formula um, is basically, you know, to look at it um, like, you know, simply is how much do you need per month, right? So let's say you need $3,000 per month to cover your mortgage, your car note, 
your living expenses, food, stuff like that. Okay, so the freedom formula would be 3K. So now you would reverse engineer it. How much stock that yields a dividend would you have to buy if you were in the stock and, and like with what you do? Or how much uh, real estate would I have to buy? Like how much would I have to passively make per apartment, right? So if you're making $300 per door, you would need 10 doors. Now I would go and re, uh, reverse engineer how much does 10 doors cost? Okay, if 10 doors cost 300,000, we have a conventional option or, you know, that's 60 grand I got to put down or, you know, I could go different routes to, to raise capital. It's a whole nother uh, discussion, but that was my main focus is, okay, I got this business that's doing really well, but how do I make sure that I solidify and make sure I have this long-term income um, for my kids, for my wife, because, you know, if something happened, my wife couldn't run my business or some, something happened to the business, God forbid, how would I be able to sustain my lifestyle? So that's kind of what I focused on um, with the real estate and with the investments. Yeah. I mean, investing is certainly very important. And when you do reverse engineer like that, <clears throat> that's how you actually get to the point where you retire. Retirement is not a number. It is a money position that you put yourself in. And it's about expenses. The more you keep those down, the sooner you retire and the way you invest also. And the ability to make that money is based on, in part, you having that personal brand that is flowing, figuring out what are the key areas you need to focus on based on you work in your business at the beginning. And then you figure out what you're great at. And then as you make more money, you delegate, you focus on your top income activities. And then that can lead to investing later on stocks with dividends or real estate, I'm assuming rental properties and apartments. Those are two of the many cash flow options you have, but they, it is something you should definitely think about. Absolutely. <clears throat> so we've talked a lot about building a personal brand. Joshua, I know you are the guy when it comes to Amazon. So I'd like to invite you to just share where can we go to follow all of the work you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, across social media, it's uh, Joshua Crisp on Instagram at official Joshua Crisp. We've got an awesome YouTube channel. It's just my name, Joshua Crisp. Uh, we also have a podcast from nothing to something. Um, and pretty much, you know, across the internet, Joshua Crisp, right? Um, in, in reference to the AMZ formula, you can check it out at the AMZ formula. Uh, the website where you can find a little bit of everything about me and stuff like that is www.officialjoshuacrisp.com. We will have a bunch of those links in the show notes. Make sure you guys <laughs> tune into Joshua's podcast uh, because I'm sure that since you guys listen to Breakthrough Success, you listen to a few different shows. Joshua, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It was a pleasure to have you here today. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> 